We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Final Fights. I am Mark Hoffmeyer, and joining me is a man who is currently holding a sword called the Buick Slayer. It's Nathan Leahy. <laughs> I have the power over Buicks. Um, that, uh, that's what they called the sword in this in this movie. The Buick Slayer? <laughs> yes, they called that sword. So Anthony DeLongis, who also plays Blade, he actually is in the world, like the, the World Hall of Fame of knife throwers. So Blade oh, in this wow. movie. He actually, uh, he was Skeletor's stunt double in this fight, and he also helped with a lot of the, the stunt choreography. And he actually, uh, part, one, part of my job was, was teaching Dolph how to wield, wield his sword. Um, so they met, he told him he knew what he was doing. Uh, he was actually in the Black Belt Hall of Fame, and he's in the Knife Throwing Hall of Fame, which is amazing. Wow. He's, he's with Danny Trejo from Desperado. And that. That's that's hilarious that he is so legit with such a goofy costume. Like how just like what do we call this guy when he's got all the uh, he looks like a blade. Yes, I love it. Right on the nose. <laughs> we don't need to think about it anymore. Blade it is. All right, so we got blade. <laughs> but he said that Dolph took uh, to his training immediately. A lot of choreography was done virtually on the spot, and you can tell from this final fight. But he said. <laughs> He said, though, that the Dolph's talent as an athlete and martial artist, that he was able to roll with the punches and get the job done with style. He's like, what we assemble is literally done on the day of the shoot. They called the sword the, the Buick Slayer because it was rather it was rather ponderous and hazardous. It was very <laughs> tough to maneuver. And, and he said, anybody with less strength and athleticism than Dolph would not have been able to manipulate it with such apparent ease. Dolph did a really good job, and I was proud of our work together. So Blade and him had this battle, and... Dude, that sword looks heavy, and Dol- Dolph is yeah. throwing a Buick Slayer around, and it looks <laughs> it looks natural, right? It looks. Uh, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't say natural for the day of. For the day of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he definitely saying he did his best. I can absolutely believe it. Man, this. So, how far back are we going in the fight? Just the Skeletor He Man. Oh yeah, just Skeletor He Man. So what okay, we have? Okay. When is... the lights go off. Got yeah, it. So uh, okay. do, do you know why the lights went off? Yeah, so you you made this comment to me <laughs> when we decided to do this final fight, and we were talking about the movie, and I told you this is one that I that I watched when I was growing up. Uh, funny side note, really quick before I go on to that, the, I didn't have the full movie. I just realized it 
when I was watching it the other day, I did not have the full movie when I was a five-year-old. We taped it off of TV or HBO or something, and the first 20 minutes were forever missing from my childhood. So when I watched it the other day, that was the first time that I ever saw the first 20 minutes of this film. In Eternia. In Eternia, yeah. And so, uh, sorry, quick side note there. but um, That's awesome. Yeah, that's like, when, when you, when that's you like brought Goonies. it up. That's like Goonies with the octopus. And I, yeah. I was, <laughs> and then it, it wasn't on anything, but it was on the Disney yeah. Channel. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. Um no, that's fine. <laughs> oh, octopus. Uh but yeah, when when you when we decided to do this movie, you made a comment that you were just saying like, "Oh yeah, it's it's really great and it's everything." You know exactly when they when they just ran out of money. <laughs> the and I had and I had that in mind when I was watching it and yeah, it was going through and all of a sudden, here comes the final fight and there's no one else on set and all the lights are off except for like four like spotlights that are like, you know, swirling around and I was just like, "Oh, wow, he was not kidding at all." Canon Films, yeah. they ran out of money. I mean, you watch that Electric Boogaloo, the documentary about them. They ran out of money, and they had to shoot that scene, but they had no—they couldn't afford any any grips or electricians or extras, so they just it's, bombed a couple lights on them. And it's it's so funny. And I remember when I was younger, I thought it was like really this epic because like, oh, it's just the two of them and going through. And now as an adult, I'm just like, wow. There's like there was an army. There was you know Courtney Cox dying over there. There was uh, I forgot that James Tolkien was in the movie. He's great in it. I love him. That you know he was he was over there before all this happened, and then all of a sudden it's just no one and the two of them. And it was like for as powerful as these two are supposed to be it was like really kind of lackluster the best part about this fight is when Dolph pulls out the sword after he got force lightning by Skeletor by the way <laughs> mecha, no let's call him Mecha Skeletor by the way mecha, mecha, Skeletor. mecha Skeletor what a weird costume like when you think of someone being like I have all the power of the universe and going through and it just turns gold and gets unsightly and just really hazardous and like there he could you know poor Frank Langella there's no way that he would have been able to move comfortably in that let alone fight in it. Like, it looked like he was uncomfortable just standing with all that stuff. His performance is excellent, though. Mmm, a curious quartet. And, oh, it, you know, like, it's I want wonderful. nothing or everything. And, I mean, it's very... I wrote a Cracked article about poignant moments. And, you, yeah, so you, you should read about Mark Hoffman or Crack. Go look at that article. But, yeah, I <laughs> read my stuff. But I, All right, so I love how he swings over on the gold drapes first. He-Man just swings <laughs> over on gold drapes. Yeah. My favorite part, though, is Dolph pulls out the sword. I have the power. But there's a big light like big light that comes out of it. Mm -hmm. And Skeletor just turns around like, oh, my eyes. And <laughs> there is nothing less threatening about a mecha godlike character who has gotten the supreme power than when it turns around like, man, that sword's bright. And, Listen, and, the, the power didn't go into his corneas. That was the only <laughs> thing that he sacrificed. It, the, the, the power that could have gone into the corneas went into the helmet. That's a, he sacrificed the corneas for the helmet. He's like, I don't need those. I'll be fine. Who's who's going to spotlight me with a with with anything here? I'll be fine. It all went into his neck because that helmet was so <laughs> heavy. So all neck muscles. <laughs> there you go. It had to support the weight. Yeah, and the sword, like for something that is, you know, for for people that watched the cartoon or knew anything about just he-man in general they're like this is the power sword this is what gives him all of his power and do that and like it didn't i don't think they ever really made that a big deal in the fight or in the movie at all like he-man was a was a, like a strong dude and he was a good fighter but like they never made any big impact on the sword itself other than it was his and it was this trophy that skeletor was gonna have no yeah no you're right it's not it's not really ever important is it 
that not really. He's just talked about like, oh, the sword of Grayskull and it's mine forever and it'll be here in this crudely made lock that uh, doesn't apparently work too well, as we'll find out in 20 minutes. And it's it's funny because like leading up to that fight, there are some decently fun weapons that come out. There's like the laser whip that Blade has and things like that. And it's just like, yeah, it's it's a sword and a staff for the dude that has all the power in the universe. Like there's no magic. There's no more of the force lightning. He's not super strong. And there's uh, half the fight is flourishes, isn't it? Yeah, and there's no Dolph lights. Just like a close up on him trying to make himself look look fancy and good. I mean, he's so what is Skeletor doing when he's doing 40 seconds of sword flips? <laughs> trying to hold the helmet on with his super strong neck muscles. Flip that sword while I adjust my head, please. Exactly, exactly. And, and what's funny, five-year-old me thought that that's how you're supposed to fight. For Christmas that year, I got I got a He-Man power sword, and when I was playing with my brother, we would be like, and I would always step back and go, before we would go at it again, and I just thought that's how you're supposed to fight with a sword. So do you think the Phantom Menace and then eventually Revenge of the Sith with their fancy lightsaber spinning stole from Masters of the Universe? Oh, geez. Um, Stupid. No, I would say not at all. I, I do love how, so he gets the power, he, uh, they both they both start to fight each other. And the first, there's two segments of this fight. The first segment's 26 strikes. And it's just them kind of throwing parries at each other. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just bonking on the staff. I mean, yeah. there's, real, there's no real danger, other than maybe... Dolph Lundgren pulling out his rotator cuff when he lifts that sword out. <laughs> Buick Slayer swinging it but that they learned on the day. And also another interesting thing, the fight choreographer, he was on Escape from New York in Blazing Saddles. He those good fights in that movie, Wait. man. I dig it. Lauren James, he actually did it. I love it. And also props, though, to William Stout, who was the production designer on this movie. Also, the costumes are like I love the creations in this movie for the budget. And also... Gary Goddard, he had to move overseas because he, uh, I don't want to talk about it, it's gross. But he, the director, he got in a lot of stuff. But he said, guys, just let me build a turnia so we can shoot it for 20 minutes in the beginning and 20 minutes at the end. And so that's how they were able to build such a big set, which mm-hmm. I which I kind of love. But you have, you know, you have Eterna, Eternia, you have this epic showdown, and it's it's three minutes, if like two minutes. And there's a total of 32 strikes and Skeletor goes flying 50 feet on just a random Dolph Perry from a sword. <laughs> well, it had the power, Mark. Oh, yeah. He said it. He said the it at power. the very beginning. He had the power. What did you expect? So you can have power, but you don't have the power. <laughs> so so he had the power. I mean, he had the Buick Slayer, I guess. <laughs> I And it's also funny that the big, like, coup d'etat of this whole thing is he like no one gets a hit on each other do they never like they don't even like never and it's just like king 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 and all of a sudden i break your staff and that's it like it was never like yeah skeletor always had his staff but the power never flowed from it even when he got like enveloped in all the stuff earlier on it swirled around him it went in his ugly white pale face and lit himself up but like i just it's (laughs) and it's funny as a kid i'm like yeah get him it's easy like it made so much sense and as a logical adult it's just like that was uh that was it question for you who's a better fighter mecha skeletor or skeletor because skeletor had his most success after he lost his mecha skeletor ability 
Yeah, I, I would say Skeletor for sure. He had uh he had uh less weight on his head, so he was able to swivel <laughs> around, do that more, one hundred percent there. Uh Mecha Skeletor didn't do anything physical. He just started to shoot laser beams out of his eyes and telling people to kneel. Like that didn't really do do anything at all. He he didn't really for all the power he had, he really didn't show anything off other than the, the power of his mouth. And listen to me. No. What? That's all I got. I, I, I do love when Dolph swings over on the gold drapes. He kind of moves out of the way very slowly, like, oh, grumble, 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 grumble. <laughs> he moves out of the way. But I do like the, the big sword swing that, that regular Skeletor has at the end. It reminded me of Kingdom of Heaven when Liam Neeson mm-hmm. is teaching Orlando Bloom how to fight with the overhead swing. And then he knocks the sword out. There's some tension there. He has to save the sword. You're like, oh, man, the sword. But then Dolph mm-hmm. is almost better fighting... When he's like horizontal on the ground, they're not standing up. I mean, <laughs> his sword strikes seem more powerful. Oh, I guess his sword strike is more powerful because it has the power, and Skeletor isn't Mecha Skeletor, so those blasts hit harder. Yeah, that would make more sense. Uh, that would make gosh, more sense. I hate it Do when you I think myself? So he had the power. And, and Mecha Skeletor had the power of the universe because he was the master of the universe then. Do you think when, when the Buick Slayer slayed the, the staff, do you think it took in the rest of that power into itself? So that was what hit even harder? So it became the power of the power of the universe? It was He has the power of the master of the universe. <laughs> it was like, the power, and he's also the master of the universe. It's a double. Okay, that's like if Thanos has all of the Infinity Stones in the Gauntlet, and then he gets... What's another movie that has the power in it? Then he gets uh, the power. The, he, becomes... he gets the power. I'm going to say he gets uh, uh, the power cosmic. We're in the Marvel Universe. He, he gets the power cosmic, and he gets the gauntlet. Whoa. So he gets Silver Surfer's strength given to him by Galactus, and he also has that. That would be good. And then he gets Captain Marvel's power so she can fly around the universe. He can do that with the power cosmic. How dare you belittle the power cosmic? We're gonna get, th- 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 you, we don't need to get into comic book stuff. You're gonna get me into this whole tirade. I'm, I'm an X Men guy. It. I'm an X Men guy too, man. I love him. I'm more about My, the X Men because they're, they just felt more human to me. I felt like they could die. Oh, and they have exactly <laughs> many many times. I love X Men 280 <laughs> through 290. There's this thing where the Sentinel comes in and just blows off this guy's head. He has like a tank body and just blows off his head. Some of the best animation I've seen. I love that, man. I don't. I guess I've always liked the X Men because they can die. I think that was die. one of the Marauders or one yeah. of the Reavers. The dude with the tank body and like the mohawk, and he just had like the coils around his tummy and the big yep. yeah. And the Sentinel mm-hmm. puts his hand on his head and blows it off. It's one of the <laughs> my favorite visuals. And uh, you know that comic book stole a lot from Masters of the Universe online. But I, I gotta tell you, I was waiting for the explanation, and I saw your face. I was like, he's he's a liar. He's a huge liar right now. There's <laughs> there's a charm to this fight scene though. It is. Very PG, and listen, they ran out of money. Oh yeah, they hundred percent. They had they they had maybe three lights, and <laughs> I mean they, I, they they couldn't bring in any crew. So for a no crew action film, like it's not. There's a narrative to it. How does that sound? The narrative is he becomes a master of the universe, Skeletor. Skeletor becomes Mecha Skeletor. He man gets the, uh, the sword, <laughs> which gives him the power. The two head off to equal matches, but the power destroys the master power he loses it but then he i have a good i have a good idea yeah here's what we should do let's let's ditch that narrative and make our own narrative let's say that they had ample amounts of money to do whatever they wanted to do let's recreate this fight scene 
with money. Well, there would have been a monster in the middle of the thing because they wanted to have a monster. Remember the monster in uh, Masters in that little pit? So there was a monster in the pit. Yeah, they they, he, they want well. They wanted a monster in the pit. And they couldn't oh, okay. Afford it. I was gonna say I I must have blacked out during that scene. If there was a monster in the pit, so they, the the monster would have been there. It would have almost eaten him. It would have jumped up in the air to bite his foot, but he pulls up in time. There'd have been more you know force that, lightning. Man at arms and Tila would have tried to join in at some point. You know, he probably would have like With taken them. Of chicken. Uh, force <laughs> Was it chicken or ribs? Yeah. Which was it? Because it was a rib place. And then, like, you know, Tila and, and Gwildo are eating ribs, and all of a sudden, Man-at-Arms just has a drumstick out of nowhere. He uses that drumstick to pick a lock, and he releases all the prisoners that Skeletor's had. And then those crazy-designed prisoners battle the Stormtroopers. So you have Ooh, a huge th- battle. What do you think? So, the, yeah, his guard were, like, even, like, they're, like, Stormtrooper level with their accuracy. Like, they did, did they hit anything in this movie that was organic? Or was it just anything? Were was were they just like the uh, the scourge the the scourge of like interior design? Well, they just like, can't they just see like, with those things. Apparently, so if 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 Skeletor's army had a fight with the stormtrooper army, who do you think would win? Stormtroopers all day. Well, all the, right. other the clones troopers from uh, Attack of the Clones are just nailing things. <laughs> <laughs> Crappy regular stormtroopers who were touted for their accuracy in the first movie and then don't hit a damn thing. Okay, well those stormtroopers could take off their masks easier and have better sights. The, Good point. The one in Masters really can't take off their mask too quickly. So I'm going to give it to the Stormtroopers. Give it to the Stormtroopers? All right, I got you. That's good logic. So we got this massive battle going on, right? Just battling forces. Dolph has the power. Skeletor. Do you think, do you think he's going to throw any more statues easily? Because he, he, he dumped that one before he had the power. Now that he has the power, do you think he's just, like, cutting down statues and, like, baseball swinging them across the across the – uh, courtyard there. Oh, absolutely! Uh, Drop dropping them on people, swinging, knocking it down. Mecha Skeletor's just going wee wee, He's throwing them like chicklets, like uh, Palpatine does in Revenge of the Sith. Just throwing those pods, <laughs> the democracy pods, around like chicklets, like they're easy. So they're throwing them at there, each other. Man, they're there, jumping. There is one moment where he took the the Buick Slayer earlier in the movie and just like threw it really nice, and he's, he's like really accurate with that. I'm gonna say there is a one point where they're going at it and there's some distance, and he just turns around and whips it, and it happens kind of like where it's going, 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 end over end, and it stops like right before it hits Skeletor in the face, and the points right there, and it just, and it just turns around and launches back at He Man, and he snags it out of the air. I love that. That's my that's my contribution. And then they and then they they just look at each other silently and nod, knowing that they're evenly matched, and then they just go back to town swinging. I want a scene where he gets his sword stuck, the Buick Slayer stuck in his helmet, in Mecha Skeletor's <laughs> helmet. It rips it off, and he's just swinging, he's swinging Mecha God, Skeletor around, like whoa, whoa, trying to get. Or it's like, uh, 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 remember uh, Hulk from um, Avengers slamming Loki back and forth? So he has the helmet, and he's just going. Well, they're like around. antlers, so he every time he swings, Skeletor can just duck, but it takes off a little piece of the antler every whoa. time, and then eventually there's nothing there. So the last time he swings, he just kind of comes down the middle and splits it. Man, I'd love that. <laughs> we gotta have a scene with a catapult where it just shoots him head first at He-Man and it and it kills Man at Arms. And yeah, chicken, they were... in, in slow motion, the chicken goes flying up in the air, and you just see drumsticks in the air, and Tila and uh Qui-Gon, the little guy, and oh, Dol- 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 <laughs> are, are just Liam Neeson shows up. Are, 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 all, are all just are all just crying. 
and the chicken flies in the air in slow motion like a John Mu uh, action film, and then it tumbles on the ground, and then Skeletor just pulls his helmet. It takes a while to take his helmet out of Man at Arms. It's like, and there's just this blood dripping down his helmet and onto his face. And Man at Arms' last words are, "Never think when you're hungry," and then he dies. Oh. <laughs> I shouldn't have gone swimming. Wait, what? <laughs> I mean, listen, then you have that. And then how does he die in, in our in our movie here? How does, uh, ooh, how, how do they win the day? Yeah. What? Oh, no, I got an idea. Can can we do I'm it? I'm going to, yes. Okay. We got to have Evil Lynn being like, man, Skeletor sucks. And then she helps, because he's always yelling at her. Oh, you think you're that good? Well, blah, blah, blah. You failed. No, yada, yada. And she's always so loyal to him. She just, she, she pulls, she goes face and throws the sword to he-man oh yeah yeah we'll, we'll have to have he-man disarmed at some point mm-hmm. so let's say Me- mecha mecha skeletor finally gets sick of he-man's crap and actually unleashes the power of the master of the universe and he-man can't take it and the sword goes flying and he actually gets him to kneel and he's yelling you kneel and he finally forces him down kneeling because the power is gone because the sword is gone and then yeah evelyn can toss it back to him wow and, and he and man they, wow. shoves it right through his stomach. And because we never heard it in the movie before, but you hear it all the time in the cartoon, you just hear Skeletor go, yeah, <laughs> once he gets stabbed. <laughs> Does he twist or it? That's, or that's his last word. He just turns around and he goes, Evelyn, and reaches out towards her with a shaky hand and goes, yeah, <laughs> and then he falls down in the pit and you just hear it echo, yeah. And then a monster eats him. <laughs> There you, there you go. And then they go to a concert at the high school afterwards. And he's and he's not playing with the keyboard. He's playing with a specially made key that Gwildor made for him. That's his special synthesizer that gives him uh, uh, hologram backup dancers. And uh, uh, yeah, it's fantastic. And, and, and the, it blows the roof off. And Dolph is singing a little, little less conversation, a little more action. Because he did that in the award <laughs> show. Have you ever seen that? No. Oh, my dude. If you're listening to this type of conversation. No, no, he nails it. So he's singing this song, nailing it at a Swedish award show. And he's not, he's breaking ice blocks. He's doing karate moves. He's doing choreographed dance moves. It's beautiful. I'm not even making fun of it. It's amazing. You got to watch it. Send me the link as soon as we're done with this. All right. Sounds good. But uh, this was fun, man. Any final thoughts about this fight? Um, It's, uh, man, needed, needed more, uh, needed more force lightning, uh, needed more uh, uh, stones being thrown, needed more James Tolkien. With the shotgun. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, I like that guy. Oh, you all know you human great. At he the runs end, up shells. Him, at the end, they give him a random wife. <laughs> I yeah. know. I found it's this so broad weird. here. I've been here for a day well, and it, I have a wife. Here, oh, here's it. He had to earn that wife. Here's what happens. He's pumping off all the rounds of the shotgun. Bam, bam. The the soldiers are falling down one next to the other. He runs out of shells and he's just looking at the shotgun. When he looks up, another guy's coming at him with the with the with a you know uh, the rifle. Why trying to hit him with it? Why does he not shoot him? Because he's dumb. He comes over. He blocks it with the shotgun. He grabs the other guy's rifle, punches him in the face, takes the rifle, and just lays waste to the rest of the enemies. And because that is why there's no one else during this main fight between He-Man and Skeletor. That's how he earned his wife. Remember on Spaceballs when she gets shot, like her hair gets shot, and then she <laughs> just lights up, yeah, lights up everybody. Yeah, boop, oh, boop, yeah. Boop, boop, boop. That's what he does, essentially. It's pretty good. Pretty good <laughs> for a girl. Hey, that's pretty good for Rambo. <laughs> Barf. Not in this yeah. car, miss. This is a Mercedes. But yeah. <laughs> So he just, I love it. He wipes out everyone and he gets a wife. Yeah, I think that's canon now. That has to happen. In, yeah. in the director's cut, 
that's what happens. And the Canon Films <laughs> produce movie. This is now Canon. In, in the Canon Films Canon. That's what happens. Oh, dude, this was fun. Well, thanks for joining me, man. Absolutely, man. Thank you. All right. So for me, Mark Hoffmeyer, and for Nathan Lehay, this is Final Fights. We'll see you next week. Yeah. I have the power. A little less conversation, a little more action. Dolph Lundgren, watch it. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.